2: What a great time to be a giant, be a fan of the Giants. Like we have something going here. We're building something special and, you know, you can see it from the outside and inside. It's even more beautiful. Reflecting on everything that got me here just to see that uniform. And, you know, I, I watched, that's the scene I watched the most growing up because my dad was a Giants fan. So
0: Once a Giant, always a Giant. For me, it's only a Giant.
1: Welcome, everybody, to an on-the-road edition of All In with Art Stapleton, the New York Giants podcast brought to you by NorthJersey.com and The Record. I am your host, Art Stapleton, and yes, I am still in Arizona. That's because the Giants are still here, staying in Tempe between games. The epic comeback win over the Cardinals on Sunday night, and then a quick turnaround San Francisco 49ers in Santa Clara, California on Thursday Night Football, Amazon Prime. It'll be on locally. I believe it's on channel five locally uh, on Fox for those of you in the New York, New Jersey area. Uh, But Giants 49ers had a bunch of stuff coming down yesterday. So wanna come on, do a show today, we'll have sound from Daniel Jones and Darren Waller. Uh, And I figured I'd set the scene for you out here in Arizona, but first let's talk Saquon Barkley. Week to week is what I'm hearing. I think you get to a point where, you know, each player is individual with his rehab uh, from, from injuries. So Barkley MRI showed no surprises It's pretty much what we anticipated leaving the stadium on Sunday night. But like I said, on the podcast, and I put on line at NorthJersey.com, I was cautioned by several people in the organization that wait until the MRI, that yes, the x-rays were negative, but x-rays only show part of the story. Uh, That's about bones and fractures. With Saquon, it was going to be the diagnosis of what the ankle sprain was? Was it a high ankle sprain? Was it a low ankle sprain? Well, the further testing showed that it was a low ankle sprain. So, it's week to week. Now, obviously, he's not playing on Thursday night against the 49ers. You're going to see Matt Breda, Gary Brightwell, and maybe a little of rookie Eric Gray mixed in. I think Brightwell will kind of take over the first and second down stuff. But, How much are they going to do that against the vaunted San Francisco front? Uh, That'll remain to be seen. So I think you'll see a lot of Breda because I think the Giants will be passing a lot against San Francisco. Uh, Maybe they do some gadgets where Paris Campbell plays in the backfield a little bit. Uh, We'll see how that plays out. But Saquon, as of Tuesday, the Giants, after the 49er game, so as of the diagnosis Monday, the Giants have two games in 20 days. One is on October 2nd, which is the Monday night football game at home at MetLife against the Seattle Seahawks. And then the following Sunday is on the road in Miami against the Dolphins. So that's 20 days. Now, I know ESPN's Adam Schefter reported that it was three weeks. That puts him at three weeks right before the Miami game. Uh like I said, I was told week to week, because when you're dealing with individual players, you know, look, you want a guy to be back at 100%. And I don't think Saquon's contract has anything to do with this. I think he wants to be on the field. He needs to be on the field. You could see how dejected he was after the game, on the sideline, in the waning moments. Uh, I, Me, my interpretation was this was frustration. This was just, you could not believe that yet another fluke injury was going to take him out uh, for an extended period of time. Uh, Again, short term, long term, it's all relative. Uh, Missing any games for Saquon Barkley is a killer for him. Uh, It certainly hurts the Giants, as Daniel Jones continues to say, and you'll hear in a little while, that he's a big part of what they do. That's undeniable. You can take the contract debates that were for the offseason and put them on the side. Uh, Saquon's here for one year. He's on a one-year contract. We know what the price is. It's up to $11 million. With him missing games, it's very unlikely that he's going to hit those incentives. The Giants need to make the playoffs anyway for those incentives to kick in. So a lot changed on Sunday night for Saquon. Four of his six seasons now have been interrupted by some kind of injury. That's got to be frustrating for him. You know, some of these injuries have been fluke. Flukes. It hasn't been, you know, look, the ACL is one thing, but stepping on the foot of a Cowboys defender and having to miss games. What happened on Sunday night with basically the Giants running out the clock and putting him in a situation where he's able to protect himself and then having a defender fall on his ankle, uh, that's got to be frustrating. And there's reason why he's de- despondent. It wasn't that he thought he was going to be knocked out for six weeks or anything like that. Uh, the frustrating part of it is that's how it happened. And I think, uh, you know, that's something for Saquon. to kind of deal with emotionally and try to get back out there. Uh, we haven't talked to him. I don't anticipate being able to talk to him, uh, maybe until we get back until, to New Jersey. Uh, and even then, you got to see where he's at. Uh, could be surprised, but we'll see. So, setting the scene for you a little bit from here in Arizona, the Giants are staying in Tempe. They've been in Tempe from the beginning, right near the campus of Arizona State. Uh, Monday and Tuesday, they're having uh, walkthroughs, jog throughs, working out the training facility for our Arizona State. Uh, it's pretty locked down, so if you're a fan listening to this, don't think you're all of a sudden going to head over to Arizona State and and see the Giants. It, it's not going to happen. Uh, they've got security there. Um, so that's the way it is. We had our media availability with the players on the rooftop of their hotel in Tempe. Uh, we talked to Daniel Jones, Darren Waller, Xavier McKinney, and Bobby Okereke. Later Tuesday, we're going to have more player availability. Um, I will be leaving Arizona for San Francisco tonight to give myself an entire day in San Francisco tomorrow, and then obviously Thursday, game day. It's a long drive from the San Francisco airport to the stadium in Santa Clara. Uh, It's about an hour in traffic, so uh, you want to get there a day early to try to, you know, move things around and give yourself some flexibility. That's on my end. Uh, For the Giants, they are staying and leaving on Wednesday. Obviously they don't fly commercial, so it's a little different than what we're dealing with. Uh, And I believe they're flying to San Jose. Uh, They can fly to San Jose because they have a charter flight. It's not easy to get flights from San Jose to New York. Uh, So that's one of the reasons why we're flying to San Francisco to have a chance to be able to uh, get a better flight on Friday morning. I didn't want to fly from Arizona to San Jose and then from from drive from San Jose up to San Francisco on Friday morning. That just seemed like uh, a very difficult proposition. So that's where we're at. Uh, We'll do some San Francisco previews after we get to Daniel Jones. He's up first here. This is yesterday on Monday from the giants hotel here's daniel jones around the team's had to play without saquon um what is it
0: like you know how tough yeah i think um, obviously we'll we'll miss him. because a huge part of what we're what we're doing so uh, guys will have to step up and, and it won't be you know any one guy uh, it'll be you know everyone elevating their, their play and, and stepping up and uh, i'm confident we can do that we got lots of guys who can step in and, and uh, do different things and, and, uh, and help out. How much more do you think he puts on your shoulders? Not having him there, obviously. Um, it's a bit of loss, right? Uh- yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know, we'll we'll, uh, we'll have things in the game plan and certain ways to, to get guys in different spots and use their skill sets, so um, you know, my job is the same is to execute and to give you know give the playmakers the ball in space and let them, let them do their thing, so um, I don't think it changes my mindset or how I need to uh, do my job or, or execute the offense. Have you, you talked to him since the diagnosis came down, Saquon? Uh, yeah. What was the conversation like? Where where his spirits? Uh, he, yeah, I mean he's doing all right. He's a mature guy. Obviously he's disappointed and, and uh, feel for him on that, but uh, he's going to work hard to get back. And um, yeah. Then when you look over the film of yesterday against you know, you San
2: Francisco. What are the things you're taking out negative and positive out of those, because when you're kind of looking at it, obviously the first half
1: wasn't what you wanted, but the resolve you guys showed in the second half and the execution just was, was there. So how do you process that as you go forward to
0: um,
1: Yeah, I mean I think
0: there were some plays out there in the first half that we we didn't convert, you know, and I think we'll go, you know, go back and and uh, you know we, we gotta gotta clean those up. We can't afford to start slow like that and, and miss opportunities early in the game to. To get hurt. So, um, you know, that'll be an emphasis of ours going forward. But we did show the, the fight and the resolve to, uh, you know, down the stretch, and we made a lot of those plays and, and found a way to win. So uh, definitely proud of that, proud of how the team responded. But there's a lot uh, a lot to clean up certainly in that first time. Do you, do you think this passing game is better equipped than any other time when you didn't have Saquon to maybe fill in for that? That loss, and you guys are just more explosive. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we have we have a lot of guys with with uh, with different skill sets, and we have uh, you know guys of you know Jalen stepping up and making a couple really big plays for us with with his speed and, and ability, and obviously Darren played well, and uh, you know, yeah, Darius uh, played big, Isaiah Paris, everybody stepped in and, and contributed uh, yesterday, so. Um, yeah, I feel good about the guys we got. Seems you like see, you have a receiving core now where it's it's it, the, the talent, and playmaking are pretty spread out, so where you can you don't have to rely on one guy. How does it help you to you know, all these different guys that you can go to? Yeah, I think um, I think it, it certainly helps helps me, helps our whole offense to, to have you know that many guys who can um, who can who can make plays and do it in different ways, and they all have you know a little bit different. The skill sets, and, and uh, I think we do a good job kind of setting guys up to, to be successful based on what they're good at, and uh, we'll continue to do that. Can you see or feel the impact Jalen Speed has on a defense? Um, yeah, I think so. I think um, you know, obviously, we we're just two games into it, and, and uh, you know he's made some big plays. So uh, we'll see how defenses adjust, but we've got to continue to to make those plays and. Uh, take advantage of the opportunities. Can you talk a little bit about how the offense
2: can benefit from the defense adjusting that, then when they start to truly fear his speed, and, and then game planning to try
0: to take that away? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously it opens up uh, stuff underneath, and and um, yeah, but you know, there's a lot of a lot of plays we got to make and, and convert, and uh, we'll continue to look to do that. What have
2: you seen from that freedom?
0: Uh, he's extremely uh, dependable. He's an explosive runner. You know, he's got the speed, the breakaway speed, and he's just, uh, you know, he's always doing the right thing. Just a guy you can you can count on to step up and uh, play well. Uh, you know, last year he played really well, and then, you know, this year in spots he's played, played well. So uh, a guy you can definitely
1: count on. Daniel, when you come off of a game like last night and the adrenaline is really pumping, on a short week, is it hard to, to come down and get right back to work, you know, knowing what you have waiting for you in San Francisco? Um, yeah, I
0: think these short weeks are always... Uh, the turnaround's quick, and, and you got to be able to put it behind you and get ahead, uh, you know, get started on the week, uh, you know, pretty much immediately after the game. So um, it can be tough, but... Um, you know, we've got to do it. San Francisco is doing the same thing. So, um, you know, that's a challenge this week. And, um, you know, we'll uh, approach it like we do all the, all the other challenges. Yeah, everybody everybody knows
1: how, you know, with Darren Waller, what his skills are, obviously. As you have got to know him, what have you learned about him a little bit? Obviously, he's been through a lot of stuff off the field and stuff that he's overcome. And, and how does that help you guys as a team maybe some things, you know, wisdom you can bring?
0: Yeah, he's uh, extremely level-headed and, and – uh, you know his demeanor is always the same. He shows up and, and does his work. He's the same, same every day. He's consistent in that approach and uh, been in the league for a long time. So he's, uh, yeah, he, he's uh, seen a lot. Kind of a, a steady presence in the locker room that guys can look to uh, as a leader. And, and I think he's been a he's been a big help for us. So. Who was play, who was plays in the second half yesterday? Uh, I'm always getting the plays from Kafka. Back to to Jalen for a second.
2: Um, he had mentioned at that, that first play out of the half, he was like, "Just throw it, throw it." and you guys were breaking out of the huddle, what does that tell you about the rookie's confidence and in those big moments?
0: Yeah, I think you want you want guys like that. You want receivers that, that want the ball, and, and uh, yeah, I, I, uh, he's had that same kind of confidence and um, you know desire to, to make the play, and uh, you know we've seen that since he got here really. So uh, got a lot of trust and confidence in him and and he played well for us.
1: Thanks, Daniel. Thanks, TJ. So there you have Daniel Jones uh, coming off of the best half of football that he's ever played. I think you could probably go all the way back through college and high school. Uh, He was phenomenal against Arizona. Yes, you take the opponent into question, but any team that's up 21 points midway through the third quarter and that's what the arizona cardinals were they were up 21 points i don't care if they're a team that's in the hunt for the number one overall pick or if they're in the hunt for the super bowl yes it matters but the reality is they can play a lot differently when they have that cushion and i think you have to give the giants credit for coming back off the deck the way they did uh and jones was just phenomenal you know ripping it everywhere. Uh, Everybody was involved. Uh, The catch by Isaiah Hodgins in the end zone was phenomenal. Darren Waller was great. Darius Slayton was tremendous. Saquon, Saquon's catch and run for the touchdown in which he dove for the pylon was a tremendous play. And uh, look, the offensive line played pretty well considering They started essentially three rookies. Azudu at left tackle is essentially a rookie. He missed most of last season. And when he played last season, he played at guard. Marcus McKeithen missed the entire season with an ACL. He started at right guard, played pretty well. And then the true rookie, John Michael Schmitz at center, is two games into his career. Then when you figure Evan Neal hasn't even played a full 17 games for a regular season. Now he has if you count the playoff games, but Evan Neal's in that mix. And then what happened at left guard, Ben Bredesen goes out. He's the veteran of the group. He goes out with a concussion. And then Mark Glowinski, after being benched at right guard, comes in to play left guard, which he's only dabbled in a little bit this summer. I think the last time Glowinski played left guard was 2017. So the Giants up front, did a pretty damn good job. Yes, I know they're not facing the front this week that they faced last week. San Francisco is gonna bring all sorts of problems. Mr. Bosa, uh, what they do with their linebackers. uh, This is a great team. This is a team that played for the Super Bowl last year, played to try to get to the Super Bowl and lost to the team that beat the Giants three times last year. And maybe if they didn't lose Brock Purdy at quarterback, maybe San Francisco is in the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs and not Philadelphia. So we'll obviously have more on San Francisco uh, tomorrow on our game day pod. Well, not tomorrow, Thursday on our game day pod. I'll make sure I do that in the morning and get it up for you. Uh, Christian McCaffrey obviously is going to gain a lot of focus, a lot of attention. We'll see if Brandon Ayuk can play. He hurt his shoulder on Sunday, short week. He He did not practice in their walkthrough yesterday. Uh, So we'll see if Ayuk is out there. Uh, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. This is a loaded team. So the Giants have their work cut out for them, especially without Saquon Barkley. Giants defense has to show up. Point blank, period. This defense needs to lift its game and play a lot better from front to back and back to front. Um, It's not going to be easy to get pressure on San Francisco, but they've got to prevent big plays uh, and hang in there a little bit. You know, show some guts. They did that late in the game against the Cardinals. This is not the Cardinals. So you heard from Daniel Jones. Let's get to Darren Waller. I love listening to Darren Waller going all the way back to the spring when he was on All-In when we had our interview then. Uh, I, I just don't know how you're not a fan of what he's overcome, but also who he is on the field as a leader in this locker room. Uh, just listen to his answers, talking about Daniel Jones, uh, what the running backs need to do to replace Saquon Barkley, and just in general, overall, uh, where Waller sees this team going into Thursday night.
2: Um, I mean, I still think it requires a, a health level of balance with any offense. I mean, it's gonna, I, I believe in Breida, uh GP, guys like that. Um, they're going to step up e, uh, EG. Guys that have made plays uh, since April that are going to come in and um, offer that because we can't just you know drop back every time. We got to have some level of balance, and I believe in those guys to hold you know, up there to the bargain. But whatever's required of us in the passing game, we're willing to do. Have you talked to Saint
0: Patrick that you heard?
2: to he help you out? Um, I just talk to him like, really like he's like he's my teammate, you know. And I don't I don't try to uh, you know ask a bunch of questions or get into do his business too much. You know, just know like, hey, we here uh support you no matter what. Why do you think you guys had so much success in the second half? When you were running on twelve person out on the play act over, no, why do you think that was uh, so successful? Um it was just plays that we we know we can run and XU at a high level and it is just just almost like a reset. Um, you, you never want to start a game like that, but in a weird way it was like
1: a uh, like a perspective reset of like, okay, like nothing great is gonna
2: happen like as far as like a big result if you don't just do things from a play-by-play perspective and stack up drives from there uh, and allow the result to take care of itself. So just that level of reset um, and just getting back to things that we know how to do was a big difference.
1: Aaron, how did you feel getting into the mix a little bit more? Obviously, the the Dallas game, there wasn't much time to do that. I just got away from you guys. But the the way you were able to affect the game uh,
2: yesterday, how did that feel? You kind of have a little taste of that? Um, Your first time here with these guys. Yeah, no, it feels good to be able to have the opportunity to, to make plays in this league and make a difference on the, on the team. Uh, and that's, that's all I want to do is just present myself open to the quarterback, run a, run a winning route, catch the football, just keep it that simple. And uh, you know, if opportunities come my way, no matter the, the quantity, I feel like I'm going to take advantage of it. In your limited
0: time here with Daniel, what have you learned about him uh, in regards to how he handles pressure, uh, how he handles you know adversity?
2: Um, what have you noticed from him in that in those situations uh, yeah I mean there's I feel like there's so many opportunities in the NFL to like ride the roller coaster if, if you want to you know I feel like he just refuses to get on it like if you look at we are like what 60 to 0 in our first six quarters or you know like um, there's like you know there's there's turnover there's just drives that aren't getting there and it's just like you don't see him wearing it you don't see him pointing at other guys or like getting mad on the sideline. it's just like all right, like eventually, like as long as we keep plugging into this process and trying to do things the right way, like it's going to turn for us, and uh, and that energy paid off into something that you can follow. But you uh, did in a way see a different side from yesterday, though. Now, I mean, did, or had you seen that sort of you know, the headbutting, the you know, yeah, that fiery type of side? I've seen him headbutt. I think he head-boy head-boy a Slay last year. When I think uh, Slay had a touchdown against like the Texans or something like that was, so it's like. On a, on a huge play, like yeah, he's got the he's got the fire. But it's like uh, I'll I see highlights. I watch things. I know I know Slay. He's from he's from Atlanta, so I keep eye on him. But uh, but yeah, no, he's got he's got that fire. That's like it'll show up with big plays, big moments. But it's also a fire. that's like okay, it's not going to take me out of just this play-by-play process. Are you are you
1: into um, scoring a lot of touchdowns, but maybe not getting headbutted by the quarterback? I mean, what, what's the you know are you like? Okay, we can do something else besides
0: headbutt.
2: Uh, no, nah, I mean I'm I'm, yeah. I'm all for it. You're okay. That's, that's a headbutt that I'll willingly receive, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, no, that's, that's just being in the moment and enjoying big plays.
0: Darren, so is, is there any it's part? It's easier for the vets to deal with this kind of short week and you know how to prepare, you know, with, the, with a quick turnaround. You guys have to help younger guys with this process, especially well for rookies. The third week of the season, just in terms of dealing with this kind of situation, especially against a team like that.
2: Yeah, it takes uh, it takes some experience doing it. This is. This is my first time, so I kinda know like you're not getting that, that off day time or that time to kind of recalibrate. It's like, okay, like as soon as this game's over this next day, I gotta jump back into it. There's gonna be like a Wednesday, Thursday type of day coming out of it. And uh, it's it's a little tough, but at the end of the day, it's like this is reality. We knew we would have this for months in advance and to to complain about the circumstances isn't gonna help us be any more ready. So but yeah, as a young guy, it's kinda like dang, like this is happening kind of fast, but you know, with the experience, you know how to handle it. I how would you think you. you feel, how do you feel would, with the, the short? You know, uh, work I'm actually it. grateful because all because I know you had the hamstring talk about to so oh. be able to turn around so quickly, body wise. Oh yeah, no, I, I feel uh, definitely uh, like coming out of this game a lot better than I did the first game. Uh, so I'm grateful for that, and uh, all the Thursday games I played in my career have always been late in the season, and this one's early. So I'm kind of kind of grateful for that. <laughs> he's Daniel different than any quarterback I've ever been around in terms of the way he goes about things. Um, he's. Similar in a lot of ways, but different in a lot of ways. Kind of like, I mean, you can look at any quarterback that way, I feel like. But, um, but yeah, I mean, Daniel is, uh, you know, doesn't attract a lot of attention to himself in any type of way. He's just like, hey, like, let's, let's, let's play ball at a high level and, and enjoy doing it. And I love being around guys like that. Darren, as a tight end, what do you admire about George Kittle's game in San Francisco? Um, I, was, I mean, if I could put a word on it, I'd say, like, he's just, like, tenacious, you know what I'm saying? No matter what phase of the game it's in, he's trying to run eight people over trying to like you know block the biggest dude on the field like, it's just like football in its purest form. Like he loves it and embraces every challenge and you know you can run pretty much any route too. So it's a lot of things to love like about his game.
1: Thank you okay, Darren. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank Thanks Dan. So that'll wrap it us up for us here. In Arizona, next time I record All In, I will be in San Francisco getting ready for Thursday night's game. Uh, that is, of course, unless there's some sort of breaking news that I will do a podcast between now and then uh, on Wednesday if something comes out of the Giants that needs to be addressed. Uh, I think it'll be a game time decision for Andrew Thomas at left tackle for Wandell Robinson. I think both players are, are pretty close to being ready. But the Giants may err on the side of caution and say, you know what? Let's hold them out, give them a whole nother week, and then be ready for the Seattle game back at home on October 2nd. We'll see if that's what happens. Um, And, you know, it's going to be a a tough task. You know, the Giants are double digit underdogs for a reason, uh, and that spread will likely increase going into Thursday night. But um, look, winning in Arizona kind of steadies things for the Giants. Now you go, you take your shot at the 49ers. Uh, if you were 2-0, and you'd have an opportunity to go against the 49ers. And I still think they would be heavy favorites to beat you. Uh, injuries are usually what catches up to the 49ers. They've obviously caught up to the Giants now with Saquon going out. Uh, so hope you enjoyed today's show. Listening to Daniel Jones and Darren Waller and uh, making the most of what we can on this short week and this trip out here to Arizona and San Francisco. Thanks for reading. We had record numbers yesterday on all our coverage of the Giants. So I thank you for being all in. Please continue to read all of my coverage at NorthJersey.com and across the USA Today Network. Again, I'm Mark Stapleton, and we're all in.